0: Was it really? I had no... First of all, I have to apologize to Colin Kaepernick and the woke faction and all of the ink and wooden be jewelry wearing niggas out there. Because I stood firm with you, not really watching football like that this year. Mostly because I wanted to have Sunday fun days, but mostly because I was pissed off at the NFL. I was missing that? (laughs) That being... That being this divisional round that was Amazing. This was the best weekend of football they could have possibly had in 2017. If your product is struggling, which a lot of people feel like the NFL has because ratings have dropped, this is exactly what you needed headed into your peak season right now.
1: This, it, it was a tremendous weekend. I'm not going to let this last game take away from everything that this weekend offered. It was a
0: really good weekend. The last game football. was probably the best. What are you it's talking about? Deck. So we like to give our listeners a peek behind the curtain to give you full exposure to everything that 10YS does. So... Leading up to this game, I think it was about five to six hours out, I started to message Cardo because I wanted to try and rattle his cage a bit. I wanted to try and make him nervous. And it bothers me that as a Patriots fan, he's never nervous about any game. And every single team that I am a fan of, I am nervous two weeks before they play. Why are you never rattled? Because Tom Brady
1: is a quarterback. This is literally week one of the season. I don't understand the panic. The season starts next week. Is what we play for.
0: This is the kind of uh, Teflon bullshit that you people have when you get to enjoy a dynasty and when your latest Super Bowl win was a historic comeback.
1: I mean, not necessarily based on last
0: season, because this is a new team.
1: I've oh, been you telling sh- you this the entire evening. God, this up. is a they're new team. The, they're all
0: the same. They're all the same. It's Tom Brady. It's a bunch of short uh, white guys that run really crisp routes and catch the ball. It's some versatile running backs. And then you have one outlier that's just way better than anyone else, whether it's Randy Moss or it's Gronk or whoever the hell it is. And then then you have Bill Belichick. Let me tell you my problem with this goddamn (laughs) New England Patriots team, right? (laughs) And I want them to win. And it's fine if they win. Can number 13 get some burn, please? I mean, we,
1: we have a few packages that will include him, I, I think, in the next couple you of weeks. You keep
0: telling me that. You keep promising me that. I have seen little evidence of I it. I mean, we have a four-receiver package. It just wasn't needed tonight. Is he going to play in the four-receiver package? Because I feel like Dion yeah, he... Lewis is the fourth receiver no, in the four-receiver package.
1: Technically, based on the depth chart, Philip
0: Dawson is the fourth receiver. Y'all don't respect Dorsets. And y'all don't respect anybody with Bahamian heritage. That's what it's about. I mean... That, uh, that, 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 that's a fair argument, but... Uh Okay, let's go six degrees of separation on this. Bob Kraft is the Patriots owner. Bob Kraft is boys with Donald Trump. Donald Trump thinks uh, countries in Africa and Haiti are shithole countries. Ergo, his boy Robert Kraft will think the same kind of thing. Ah! Uh, Robert Kraft thinks the Bahamas is a shithole country. Philip Dorset, Bahamian Heritage, not gonna play him.
1: But Donald Trump really likes the Bahamas.
0: So I mean that that
1: kind of defeats your argument.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean the Titans were the Titans were up for like ten minutes, so you were you no, a little nervous then? No, I told you when they scored The funny thing about this, first
1: two drives to the Patriots, three yeah. and out. Yeah. completely like shocked yeah, he's I thought like it was oh yeah. oh my god the Titans the Titans in this they can yeah. win this game yeah I thought the Titans I was like, taking no, it
0: right it's no it's it's the first quarter give it I, time I thought the game was over I don't like analysis I just like to make quick knee jerk reactions that are not grounded and based in anything pause
1: Patriots made you look really foolish tonight in uh, that I regard. mean
0: listen you gotta realize at that point right Hawaiian quarterbacks are riding high <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna say his name properly Alabama had just won a national championship with Marcus Mariota's protege, right? It's so, Mari- upset
1: because we par- we practiced the last. We did practice. He-
0: an I'm we actually did <laughs> practice how to say it because we knew we were gonna bring it up. But anyway, so that happened. Marcus Mariota comes out, engineers a great drive, throws a perfect deep ball to Corey Davis, Bahamas Bowl alumni. Perfect deep ball to Corey it Davis. It was a great
1: deep ball. It was. A it, pass, w- it was. It was a miss. Offensive pass interference. The officials didn't call it. It was not a great pass, but nonetheless, them, they went up seven zip.
0: Don't give people anything. Anyway, Corey digs it with one hand. Titans are looking good. Titans are fired up. Titans are ready to go. Titans took a nosedive right after that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a nosedive, but the only thing that happened is the Patriots hit their stride. Like I was telling you prior to the game and during that those first three possessions, the Patriots have a way of hitting their stride once they get in a groove. Move uh, the chains one or two times. Get everybody actually, you know, in the groove. They they
0: tend to win games. Um, Brady was perfect. I don't even know. I, I don't know what other superlatives you could use to describe anything that he did. It was a nearly flawless game. And as we're recording this, by the way, because we were not going to wait until this game was done. Um, I was ready to go at the end of the third quarter. Like. I said to Carter, once the Pats went up 28-7, to they could go 3 and out for the entire third quarter, and there's no way the Titans are putting up 21 points.
1: Yeah, because uh, right now as we uh, do the pod, is a sock party. The Patriots have recorded six socks so far tonight, and the pass rush is tremendous. You asked the question, where did this pass rush come from? Yeah. This is something that's been coming on the late part of the season. The defense has been stepping up, but of course the Patriots here is going to you know make the noise and try to drown that. But.
0: No, Well, let's explore that a little bit Because I, I want to get into that Um, I did not know that this Patriots pass rush existed Now, I will be completely forthright in saying that I have not watched as much football <laughs> as I have done in years past As a matter of fact, I am tapped out today just from watching two games Like, listen, my football endurance, completely shot Like, I am total shit at watching football right now But anyway, so, what I learned today from this Patriots team. Is that they apparently have an amazing pass rush. Led by two guys named Flowers. It's First not a by now. No hold on. <laughs> S- somebody in that mix gotta be behaving too. Where'd they get all these Flowers from? I you have know no what? idea. I have no idea. That's why everybody in your uniform wins. Really? Yeah. Really? I like it. I like it. Yeah. No, uh, But where did, where did this pass rush come from though? Like you told me they weren't healthy all season. Give your... uh your i i guess your football analysis on somebody like me who did not know the patriots had this pass rush educate me on that and then i will explain to you my theory no, but
1: your theory is ridiculous no, by my theory the way. is not ridiculous but, go ahead and say your it, little in terms of the yes football thing the way the patriots have set up their defense over the last 7 to 8 years is a defense that bends but doesn't break and with that is a defense that improves as the season goes along they tend to start out as rough as possible bill check Literally throws a patchwork defense out there to start the year. And it's something that he tinkers with along the way. And that, that, that was exactly what happened. You came down to week 12, 13, 14. There was still some things going on with a, with a defense that was technically league worse the first six weeks of the season. And then, like I said, he kept tinkering it, making changes, making changes. Adding these guys that you would call nobody's, And this is where they are now.
0: Okay, that's all well and good, and that sounds really great for people that believe in fairy tales and Santa Claus, but here's my theory, okay? The pass rush was awful until a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. What happened a few weeks ago? We signed James Harrison. You signed James Harrison. What comes along with James Harrison in addition quality to quality work ethic. Yes. Quality, killing
1: killing it in the gym. Yes. And playing volleyball with medicine boss for some strange reason.
0: All of those things come along with James Harrison. Also, and I am going to recklessly speculate, vials of things that you probably shouldn't be using. And
1: There may be one or two extra brown paper bikes that weren't in the locker
0: room prior to his arrival. All I'm saying is, what's the name of the guy, Guerrero? Like Tom Brady's yeah. secret uh, yeah. doctor who's not actually a doctor. <laughs> he is not on the facility anymore. He needs a plug, and the rest of this defense needs a plug. James, Harrison. James
1: Harrison's the plug. I mean, hey, That's can, my theory. We can all end these conspiracy theories. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, to me it's somewhat ridiculous, but I'm not going to knock it down. If that's something you believe, then go ahead. But I give all the credit to Matt Patricia and all the credit to Bill Belichick. They find a way to coach up these guys. Last season it was Chris Long. It was uh, Dante Hightower. It was Calvin. It was those guys coming along. This offseason right now, it seems to be Trey Flowers, and as you go down the line... You see a lot of people stepping up, making plays. James Harrison, I fully expect to have a great week next week.
0: And you know what? Uh, Let's shift over to the offense for a minute. Um, On the first drive, it's as if Brady went to Gronk early to establish the tone of, you know, this is there whenever I want it. And then for a while there, it was the Deion Lewis show. James White is always involved near the goal line. He just seems to be the kind of person. Brandon Cooks got involved. Danny Amendola had a big game. It, Brady was literally paused servicing about 6 or 7 receivers on a consistent basis and I feel like when he does that he's at peak Tom Terrific. He's, yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, man.
1: I mean uh, it, it, the guy's 40 and one thing that comes with age in this game a lot of a lot of guys when you Drugs. see that's your argument. Okay. But with with age comes wisdom. And Tom Brady's at a place right now where he's literally seen every defensive scheme that you could throw at him.
0: You think a forty year old person's supposed to be doing this with no, I mean, cl- with no he, help from chemistry whatsoever? I, he he
1: he he is playing against Dick Lebeau for the a millionth time. I'm saying <laughs> I'm just saying. So
0: I feel he, like Dick Lebeau used to like Beat him up in kindergarten or some shit. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's been that long. They'll, they'll, those guys have been going at it for quite some time. And as you see, Tom Brady tonight is almost. He 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 steps up in the pocket, he makes one or two reads, and he makes an adjustment. He picks up where the linebacker is, the safety. We sat down on one or two players, and you literally said, th- I could see the safety moving, so I'm pretty sure Tom Brady saw it. What did he do? Hit Gronk. I mean Hit is, Amendola.
0: Hold on, though. I mean, let's not discredit my ability as a quarterback. I could probably see some things that Tom Brady, you know, isn't seeing.
1: The side, the other side of John's sofa. That's that's what you're saying that Tom Brady isn't. I'm 40 yet, <laughs> but you're not gonna win the Super Bowl this year.
0: I'm definitely not going to Super Bowl this year. Do you even care who wins? Do you even care who they face in the AFC Championship game? Doesn't matter. Oh, it does.
1: It does. It does. It does on both sides. If we get Pittsburgh next week, it it matters because the history we have with those guys. Those are the guys that talk every season. Those are the guys that say, oh, okay, y'all beat us last year, but we're coming again. Those are the, the bane of the Patriots' existence. Now, on the other side, we have a really strong defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they could present some issues, but I think it would be more of a challenge for Tom Brady to face Pittsburgh next season. That's the matchup I'm looking forward to.
0: All right. uh, Let's shift away from that game because we pretty much said all we could say about the Pagers. And there will be more to say because they're going to be playing for the next uh, three weeks. Let's go over to the first game we saw um, on on day one of the divisional playoff round. The Battle of the Birds. Dirty Birds. Falcons and the Eagles. um, Falcons once again fell apart. Never before has a white man been missed in the city of Atlanta as much as Kyle Shanahan is missed right now.
1: Yeah, but our offense bad. Ten points. Our offense bad. And
0: the one touchdown you got was some bullshit play where Matt Ryan was sacked and he broke away and he just dumped it off to Devonta Freeman. Yeah, but Freeman. you gotta,
1: you gotta, you gotta drop the pass once in a while. That's uh, that's, that's what happened there. I mean,
0: they went from being the NFC's juggernaut last year. Well, not just the NFC's, the, the league's league. juggernaut they offense were, last if year. They not
1: one, of, if if not the best offense in the history of the game, they were one, one of, of, of the best. Yeah,
0: they were historically great last year. And
1: what what is what is what is so strange is the drop off isn't something small or minute. It's major because if you look at, I hate to put it, the last possession of this game for the Atlanta Falcons. It summed up everything wrong with I this year.
0: I need to do a rat just on this one possession. Like forget the whole game. Okay, how do you run a sprint right option with one option? <laughs> this is what happens. with It is it, like everybody in the stadium knew immediately.
1: Julio Jones is the only option on this play. Cover Julio Jones. I, Even she, the field, the field
0: covered Julio J- Jones as best as possible. So if so, if you have that, if you have that one option, right, anything could happen. He could be doubled. The worst-case scenarios—he could slip and fall, which actually happened—and so now you got nothing to do. So mont Ryan tries to buy his time, but it was a—he had one read on the play. When that read was done, there was nothing else to be made. My thing is, I don't understand why you would do that, why you would sprint out like that, because immediately what you do is you cut off one side of the field. It was, it, it,
1: oh, God. It was such a horrible that play was design. A, that was a because bad play Because in the predicament, call. you're on fourth down. On third down, that play would have made some sense because you would have had a chance yeah, to get back to it. not fourth down. Not on fourth down. Give yourself a little more leeway to do something else in situations like this. And it just goes to show how much Kyle Shanahan is
0: missed. Um, on the Eagles side of things... Uh, Nick Foles, I think, completed what was it? I think he if he I think it was about twenty three or twenty five passes, something like that. Listen, uh, twenty of those completions were slants. Yeah, but like I'm, Nick Foles slanted his way to the NFC Championship, Championship game. It was all screens and all slants. Dude, Rex Roseman
1: got the Super Bowl doing damn near the same thing. So I don't, I don't see the issue with Nick Foles operating the way he did today. What surprised me more about Philadelphia's offense is the fact that they hit a stride even after Nick Foles let them down early. Yeah. Like Nick Foles came into this game, you could have seen the nerves a little dropping off him. The Eagles found a way to get beyond that.
0: I'll tell you what Doug Peterson did. Doug Peterson told him you are throwing nothing but screens and slants <laughs> after this. Yeah, but and
1: they they managed to pull it together and But
0: but see it would have been interesting if the Falcons could actually score touchdowns and put some kind of pressure on the Eagles for for uh for Foles to have to make different reads or make different plays because he never had to go through his progressions either. All they did was run the the RPOs, the read pass options off the read option plays, he would pull it out, and then he would see his receiver in one-on-one coverage hit the slant every time. That's all he was doing throughout the entire game. Most of his completions were on that.
1: And I'm going to ask you a question that a lot of people in Philadelphia will probably be angry about. But what special was... Oh,
0: why is Meek still in jail?
1: That too. That's a very important question. But the question I was going for is, what what's the difference between what we saw from Nick Foles tonight and what we saw from Carson Wentz throughout the season? Oh... Carson. Carson Wentz, is he, he played really good quarterback this season. Okay. But the point I'm trying to make to you is that team wasn't built around Carson Wentz no, throwing not the ball at all. for five, six hundred yards a game, two to three touchdowns. Not at all. That's not what the team is built on. But
0: The team is built on tough defense and running the football. But when you have a player like Carson Wentz in the game, it does change the dynamic in the sense that it was easy for Nick Foles to maneuver that. And, well, not even easy because it, obviously it comes down to the last play of the game against a team that can only score ten points where Nick Foles doesn't have to put up three and four scores. When you have Carson Wentz, I feel like it opens up your playbook to so much. No, it does open up your playbook,
1: but what I'm trying to say is Philadelphia never this the way Philadelphia is structured as a team, it never mandated Carson Wentz to have to be some superior quarterback.
0: No, and he his growth and his development was ahead of schedule because I don't think they expected him to get to this point so quickly. Because
1: he found himself in a relaxed position because they had a running game in defense that assisted him. He
0: he did, but I think under the current construction with Nick Foles there, this team is obviously still good enough to make it, but I don't think this team is good enough to win because Nick Foles beating uh, a, an offense that can put up 10 points, that's probably the last time you're going to see that. Because what, you, I, prob- I, you probably face the Saints next. Okay, if you face the Saints, this defense I feel could again, limit the Saints to 10, 15 points a game. Oh, yeah, Boy, I know about that. Because okay. Atlanta had many opportunities. Atlanta just shit the bed. Which is true, but what I'm trying to say is this is what this
1: Philadelphia Eagles defense did the entire season. When they they did, stepped man. up big. Chris Long, Malcolm Jenkins, they have led this defense to, if not, I, I think this defense is what? Top five in the league this season. But yeah, I know no stats. So this, this is what I'm trying to make to you. This Eagles defense has been the real deal the entire year. So to look at Nick Foles and say he can't get them well to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles ain't winning no Super Bowl. I'm not bro. saying he's going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm trying to say the fall off, yes Carson Wentz is a superior quarterback. By yes far. Carson Wentz should or I shouldn't I'm not going to say should cuz Tom Brady should be the MVP. Yes Carson Wentz is in the running for MVP. But at the same time, the what I'm trying to make Nick Foles isn't that big of a drop off to the point that it eliminates
0: them from competing this year. No, no, no! Nobody thinks it eliminates them from competing. It eliminates you from an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. Is what I'm saying. Bro, you can you compete. Got one more they're game not gonna to win the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure if you show up the way you did tonight, you can make it to the Super Bowl. They ain't beating nobody putting up. They're not beating anyone. Of the, well, maybe the Vikings. They're not beating the Saints with 15 points. Okay. They're not beating the Saints with. That's what they scored, right? 15 or 16. Or yeah, something they scored like that. 15 points. They scored 15 to death. They're not beating them with that. I'm sorry. Nick Foles is a solid game manager, but that's what he is. Peyton won a Super Bowl doing exactly that. Peyton Manning had a... This defense may be good. That Peyton Manning Broncos defense was historically great. This Eagles defense is not that.
1: No, it's not that, but moving forward, who who would they play? Drew Brees and Pittsburgh or New England?
0: This New Orleans Saints team is different. I mean, this is not... This defense is like your Bounty Gate defense that actually doesn't receive bounties I lie I think they're getting bounties
1: It's <laughs> definitely getting bounties I think they get bounties <laughs> they're definitely getting bounties anyway when we come back shout up game Jordan I'm pretty sure the bag reach
0: we're down to the final four when we come back we'll discuss the final four discuss the AFC and NFC championship matchups where that's gonna take us and we'll give our picks although Carter could just give his own now Let's for six Patriots. bro
1: blitz for six all day we'll be back no breaks this. You've heard from
0: us, now hear what our customers have to say about Alive.
2: I can tell you it has been a smooth transition. I can tell you I feel comfortable. Um, I didn't have no broken calls. I can tell you I was in Canada where I went to take my daughter, and I was able to make calls freely around. So I think it is something that is worthy of emulation. Uh, When you talk about the telecommunication system, it's an absolute example of good service, good customer service, you know, there are a lot of organizations talking about crime. But I can tell you, Alive is a company who put their money where their mouth is. They've been working in partnership with the RBPF, the Royal Bahamas Police Force, by which reaching out to children, reaching out to the community, and helping in our attempt to prevent crime in our community. So, you know, I must tell you, they are worthy of emulation. And then one word I want to tell you to the Bahamas, believe in the best.
0: Alive. Believe in best. I mean okay. I just wanted to get the pleasantries out of the way. You know how I f- you know, all right? Hold on. Before we get to before we get to championship Sunday and championship weekend, we broke down the the first two games of the divisional round. Um now let's go through Sunday's games. Um <laughs> Up first, we got to start in Jacksonville. <laughs> we got to start with Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. UCF's very own Fiesta Fiesta Bowl winner. Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars put up 45 points. March into Pittsburgh for the second time this season and score a minimum of 30. So in two games there, they score 75 points against the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely run them out of their own stadium. Jacksonville, what was the most surprising part of that game?
1: I'm a Patriot fan, and what upset me the most about this game was the coaching of the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, after the game, I think I was the first person in the world to call for Mike Tomlin to be fired. And you are out of your goddamn mind. You can say whatever you want. It's clear that he he doesn't have this team. He he doesn't have control of this team. These guys showed up this weekend completely overlooking everything the Jaguars could do to them, despite the fact that they had a five-interception game in week one it was what week six week seven whenever it was somewhere. how do you overlook a team that has clearly played well against you for the last four or five years
0: you know what it is because you come in with a confirmation bias of what the jacksonville jaguars were over the past few years so you already know that this jacksonville team is not good and anything they do that was good is an aberration you already know that people have been telling you all year, Blake Bortles is trash. Blake Bortles is the worst. So, people have been saying that. These are things you already but it know. it Blake
1: Bortles that dominated you today.
0: Exactly. It well, was, he played it, pretty
1: good. I mean, he played good. But it was all on the defense. The same defense that took five interceptions away from you when you guys played in the season. So, it's ridiculous for you to overlook this team. Pittsburgh is just... Oh, my God. They have, if not the best tight uh, wide receiver uh, tandem in the league... Certainly among the top three. Not just that. They I have think... the the best running back, in my opinion. Yeah, they they, they have guess... the
0: best skilled position players in the league.
1: You can just... It... Oh, my God. I... And Congratulations, the way... Jacksonville.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> you seem so frustrated. Is it because Jacksonville's coming to Gillette Stadium next? Oh, is that no, why you're No, it's okay frustrated? with
1: me that Jacksonville is on the way. We have Blake Bottles next week in the snow. And you happy about that? Of
0: course. You wouldn't be happy about that? No, sir. No. no, sir. Anyway, so... Saxonville comes out and they do what they have been doing the entire year the defense the first half the defense was outstanding they spotted their' they spotted their offense basically 21 points miles Jack came up with the interception very early on uh Teldman Smith had to fumble return for a touchdown and it looked like Jacksonville you figured that that was enough that that defense was going to hold and now it uh Pittsburgh gets to a point where the season is on the line and they exhibit everything you said just now about their skill position players being that good because they fought and they clawed and they found a way to come within a single score time after time after time because Ben was making plays to all those skill position players. They never went away. So it would frustrate you even more as a Steeler fan knowing that this is what we could have been doing all along.
2: Yeah,
1: and to add to the point a little bit more, when you watch the closing moments of that game, Even though we think in our mind that Pittsburgh lost that game in the second, third, and early parts of the fourth quarter, the last two minutes, technically speaking, they were still in it. They were down 10. They made a touchdown. They were close. They literally, poor coaching down the stretch, Stored at least
0: another 30 seconds away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tomlin's onside kick. (laughs) Your thoughts immediately when it happened because you nearly uh, jumped through the roof. The fuck was he doing?
1: (laughs) Like, come on, Mike. Like, come on. Like, you're better than that. Is he? He is. I have so much respect. You have to understand the balance that the Patriots have had with the Steelers over the last three years. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers are a lot better
0: than they should today against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's why I'm upset for them. Okay, but you have to look at everything that Mike Tomlin has faced in his life to get to this point.
1: He was It doesn't
0: matter what he faced in his life. It does because point. he was He mo- had an
1: opportunity to get to the
0: AFC Championship with better coaching. He missed the opportunity. In juice, right? He was not afraid when Tupac uh hopped on the elevator and pointed a gun directly <laughs> in his face. You gotta realize, in uh what was it, higher learning, he saw his girlfriend murdered in college. Yep. Yep. Murdered in college. He, Mike he, Tomlin has been through a lot in his basketball, life,
1: loving basketball. He had and then tough.
0: after all of that, he switched sports. Went on, he played football in college yep. with the program, yep. and then he switched sports and went to the NBA. had a Had a devastating injury, hey. but found love through the sport of basketball, like you just and said. So Mike Tomlin has been through a lot to get to this point to be the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, shout out up, to my T- who. <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> anyway, but I'm
1: just saying, despite all the adversity, he had a chance to oh make it to the ass. AFC Championship game next week against New England Patriots, and guess what? We're not gonna get that.
0: See, because that's the matchup all you wanted to see. Like I'm tired seeing these same old matchups all the time. I'm tired seeing I feel like I've been watching the Steelers and the Patriots play for the last decade. I've had enough. I don't want to see it no more. It's done. I'm done with that. So Christ, want? let me see something new. <laughs> what is it? Go ahead. Super Bowl fling it. Anyway, before <laughs> <laughs> we jumping ahead. <laughs> we jumping ahead. We ain't reached a Super Bowl fling it yet. Um, so more takeaways from this Jacksonville, uh this Jacksonville uh Pittsburgh game. This Jacksonville defense has done it to just about everyone they play. Their Achilles heel has been their difficulty stopping the run. Um they're playing a team that doesn't really like to run the ball as much.
1: Mm, no, but we have well versed pass catches coming up the backfield. We have Deion Lewis. We have James White. We uh, Maybe Rex Burkhead is going to be activated next I week. I know this. There's a white guy that came from Cincinnati. They're
0: all white guys who come
1: from somewhere. No, obviously receivers are often Ohio. white. We really have white running backs. Yeah, no, Danny
0: Woodhead. and, and then, He was the last prior to Burkhead. In fact, when he then, caught Burkhead. And then Belichick was, needed another one because he thought that worked so well. Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a good strategy. It's amazing that he hasn't done this with a black quarterback, like flip things around. Anyway, okay. That's enough of that game. That was great and all. No, you know what? That's not enough. Because we need to applaud Blake Bortles before we move <laughs> We're on. not. No, we have to. Uh, for what? Everybody talks about how... Hor- Blake Bortles has now become the poster child for a horrible quarterback play in the NFL. It has become fashionable for everybody to talk about no, how bad Blake Bortles is.
1: In our circles, he's has no. characterized as
0: that. I think him and Case That's Keenum... That's not true. They are two sides of the same coin right here. That's yeah. not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a coin that's going to be flipped Super Bowl Sunday But anyway That's not true though It's not just in our circles It's it's all over the Every talking head on every major network You go to ESPN You go to Fox Sports All of them are talking about how bad Blake Bortles is And it's become the fashionable thing to do Dan Fouts was killing him all throughout the game As no. we were watching Blake Bortles no. made key players down the stretch When Pittsburgh was back in that no. game Did he not?
1: He did. No. He had
0: to win that game. Did he not? He
1: did. Blake no. did not
0: manage that game. Blake won. He did. No. Charge no. on.
1: No question I've asked. Charge you. on. Would you want Blake Portals on the center of the Miami Dolphins? Absolutely.
0: Charge on. You don't believe that? I believe. You in don't in, believe that? I believe in everything coming from UCF well, right now. Listen, player. listen. John has converted me. You know what a time it is for UCF right now. Okay, UCF is a national champion in college football. They're not. Yes, they are. Blake Bortles, Mr. UCF, just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers he did it. on the road. He did it. He did. And then, let's switch to the second game of Sunday afternoon. Another UCF product, Latavius Murray scored. What did he score? Two touchdowns? One. but he Anyway, a- Latavius Murray scored a huge <laughs> he touchdown. He was not the standard from that blah, blah, performance. Blah, 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 blah. So, UCF moved two teams into the NFL championship round. That's amazing. Is it not? Am I overreacting? A little bit, but okay. UCF. Real me
1: Yeah. All I'm saying is they had good performances. So if we look at the Saints Vikings game, it was not only Latavius Murray. Yes, he did set the pace. I yeah. had to ask the question right. what the f was the Raiders thinking letting this guy get away. Yeah. You him. now you hold on to Marshall Lynch, who's like thirty nine belly contributing to the team week to week. Come on, guys. Let's 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 be serious. But overall, Case Keenum, I was somewhat impressed coming on the stretch.
0: Ah, now let's get to the good part of this. So this was another one of those games that pitted uh Hall of Fame super talented quarterback against somebody that This is the second one of these games this day, actually, because Ben Roethlisberger is on his way to the Hall of Fame, record-setting quarterback. Everybody looks at him uh, in the upper echelon, the (laughs) top-tier quarterbacks. You had that in the second game as well over in the NFC. You had Drew Brees, Shorefire Hall of Famer, has all the records, and he's going up against who? My main man, Case Keenum. case football footballer. Is he? he? Is he? (laughs) How many quarterbacks this weekend through... A 61-yard touchdown as time expired to send their team to the, Only the case conference Kino. championship game. Only case, know. So how dare you say he's bad at football?
1: Just... Can I just make one point? Yeah, sure. Safety is... Yes. Safety is please, in the future, spot tackling. If you're going to make a tackle, ensure that you have somebody behind you that could cover you if you're going to dive. And if you dive, dive responsibly. Look at Sean A., uh, a few years ago at the Olympics She died yeah. responsibly Yeah facts What are you doing just jumping at your own t- Oh god the Saints are so bad on defense
0: 43 he's out of the league He can't play next season He's out of the league What do you think the What do you think the vibe was like in the locker room for him Do you think like some of the vets were coming over And probably doing that consoling thing Listen one play No type consoling no t- he be- He's not allowed in that locker room he, how, no boy. It's, it's no, it's no conversation to be had. Like here's the thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, dudes like Drew Brees and some of the other veterans are probably gonna say, hey, this game wasn't won or lost in that one play. But you know, defensive niggas are usually very angry. And you, pr- Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan's the guy that's probably gonna walk up to his locker room and try to rip his head off.
1: No, Cameron Jordan was in the locker room. He he probably saw him in the locker room. It was like, fuck it. I got on you to make sure they kick this field goal because you can't be in here right now. But. It, it, just to clarify this point a little bit more, the Saints, the Viking, the Vikings thought they lost this game. The Saints thought they won this game. Straight down to that very last moment when Kate- we were sitting now watching the game, and we were so convinced that this game was completely over. We were calling Drew Brees' uh, last drive a clinic. He
0: literally drove the ball down the field, got them the field goal that they needed. We thought the game nah, was, bro, was over. Nah, bro. Me and Kyrie never stopped believing it because so once. More. Hey, listen! Once the Saints kicked that field goal, you know what they did? Oh. You can't leave Case Keenum with no, that much time. Don't you the say that! You the say much. that!
1: The all exact much. reaction when Case Keenum threw the ball up was like when Stefan Diggs caught the ball. The all immediate reaction was get out of bounds. And my, I said them at that moment, get out of bounds. What? There's nobody there
0: it dawns on all literally. There's nobody there to stop Stefan Because I didn't think it was possible for somebody to do something <laughs> that stupid. I didn't think knowing that you were protecting a lead and knowing that time was about to run out, somebody would sell out on a tackle like that. When all he you had to do completely, is, all you had to do was push him out of bounds. You, you, even you could, to, you could you let pu- him catch the ball. No, but if
1: you push him out of bounds at the moment, you had the chance. The Vikings would have had a chance to set up for field goal. He literally, all he had to do was run up on Stefan Diggs and hold him. Like, just put your arms around him, pause. go to the floor. I'm not going to pause that because okay. that's do all for, he had to do.
0: I'll do it for you. Go ahead. Pause.
1: Yeah, but that's all he had to do in this situation. You know what his dumbass decided to do? <laughs> I'm
0: going to tackle anything. Miss the offensive player completely and take on his teammate. All of these years, Madden has been trying to teach us, do not go for those big hits when you don't need it. Don't hit stick because in a situation. Don't hit stick. Madden's been telling us that for the better part of a decade now. <sighs> Just press the button and do a safe wrap-up <laughs> tackle because it's better. You know what happens when you go for the hit stick when you shouldn't? You whiff and you cost your team their entire season down the drain. Now you got Steph Diggs standing up on the sidelines looking like the second
1: coming of Jesus. I mean, he just in front of all the cameras. Case Keenum and on the field of the 50-yard line,
0: death the fire. This is ridiculous. Wouldn't you be? This is ridiculous. It's, this is great. I am sick of seeing these same teams do it over and over again. And this is what the NFL deserves, all right? Because <laughs> in a season... And now let's get to what I really want to talk about on this podcast. In a season when you have blackballed a player as talented as Colin Kaepernick and you do not allow him a spot in your stupid league, what you deserve is to how I'm here for trash quarterback matchups. And what they deserve is a trash quarterback matchup on their biggest platform, Super Bowl fling it, Blake Bortles versus Case Keenum. Just making mistakes... Throwing a bunch of garbage nah, and I'm, being completely erratic for an I'll, entire afternoon I'll, I'll for the world to support see.
1: Support Donald Trump coming in and shutting completely. No, down. this is Shet what needs to happen. Down.
0: Super Bowl LII needs to be Super Bowl fling it with these two quarterbacks that got no idea how to you run even the want offense. Even how to play real quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. Case
1: Keenum literally lobbed Good. two. It's inter- <laughs> so much garbage. I literally called one of his bosses, but that's the most intercepted interception I've ever seen. <laughs> what did he do? He just literally threw off his back foot and tossed it up.
0: Oh, God.
1: 40 yards down the field. Case, no case,
0: respect. Case started the, the the start. <laughs> case started the last drive at a false start. Case started the last drive at a false start. That's how bad he was it this. Oh it was my. him and two of his linemen
1: completely okay. false start on the play. Oh, boy.
0: Okay, so, all right, so let's set up next weekend, right? So... You got the Jags and I'm the Fox bro. Contestant number one. And I, I need I need Blake to get this done first. Are is, is that game on Saturday or is it gonna no, be? No, it's gonna Sunday? be Sunday,
1: three oh five. Are both of them on Sunday? Yeah, three oh five and I think the second one is gonna kick off shortly after six. Okay, so
0: alright. Well that's good, Blake. It, it's already at a good time, three oh five. We know the Patriots are scared of Miami. So, there's that. That That's a very good thing uh, for the Jaguars there. Now, I always ask you this before every Patriots game. This has become somewhat of a 10-YS tradition. God, are you nervous? Nope. You watched that Jacksonville defense and what they just did to Big Ben. Right. And you ain't nervous? They did it to him in the season. The only person, the only people that weren't aware of how good the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars are, apparently, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be prepared. We know we got to come in there, stop the run, win all three phases of the game. We're going to be responsible out there.
0: So you ain't nervous. No. You just watched this defense <laughs> literally spot them 21 points against what you call the most talented set of skill position players in the NFL. Yep. The Patriots do not have the most talented skill position that's players why, in the that's NFL.
1: That, that's why the Jacksonville defense doesn't care. What are they going to stop us from doing?
0: I'll they, wait. they about to. Oh. Uh, What's the number? What's the Achilles heel for Tom Brady? What always rattles Tom Brady in any quarterback? Pressure. They get okay. consistent pressure. They get consistent with pressure. Four. Imagine Who's, if they start to blitz one. Quick question. Okay. Who's going to cover Gronk? Jalen Ramsey could do that. I plead
1: with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jalen Ramsey could do I'm that. I'm begging easy. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Please you, you play know, Jalen Ramsey you know, on Rob Gronkowski. You know who
0: can do it? Telvin Smith.
1: Oh, God. I'm going to walk away
0: from this, Mike. That makes no sense. Okay, listen, perhaps no one can... We, okay, Gronk is... He's a polar bear that they've taught to play football. Exactly! Like, like we learned on the Levitard show, right? He's not an actual person, so nobody can actually cover him. The Giants couldn't cover him either. But what they can do, what they were able to do, is get to Tom Brady and rattle him mm. before he could do any of that
1: stuff. No, they also had ends and outside linebackers that were capable to chip him off the line.
0: And cradle him underneath. And this nope. Jaguars defense is better, they, and I think they can do that.
1: They can't cradle him underneath. They don't have the linebackers for it. That's the problem. That's why they have the I feel bo- like
0: Telvin Smith is pretty good. Okay. I feel like, like Miles Jack is pretty
1: good. No, he is pretty good. I'm not going to negate that for Miles Jack. I respect that gentleman. But at the same no, time... No, 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 don't come right... Hey, listen, no, Jalen hey, Ramsey hey, already hey, said ain't hey.
0: nobody care, but none of y'all respect. I don't want try to say Jalen that Ramsey or
1: mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski from start to finish next week. I want that matchup. I need that matchup to happen. That's all I'm saying. See, you know what I don't like about y'all patience, people? Go y'all, ahead.
0: Y'all ride high with y'all air superiority. That nobody, can really, a, air superiority. No, no, nobody can really blame y'all for it. Y'all was down 28-3 and still won the Super Bowl. That's fine. Falcons I was get it. a good team, though. <coughs> it was a good team, though. I get it. This is a team that... Lit, like, people... Say it's very cliche to say it. This team literally ain't got nothing to lose. Like, nobody even expected these dudes to be here. Mm-mm. You know what kind of free... You know what kind of freedom they are playing with right now? Blake yeah. Bortles supposed to be home a very long time ago.
1: You <laughs> should have never been in the league. But we can keep going. <laughs> I'm made, just saying, if there's any, pla- any place for Colin Kaepernick to play, it would have been Jacksonville. Cut no, off. but I'm not nervous. One, I'm very interested in this matchup. One game sample size. Mm-hmm. One game sample size. Well, we have two really good. We have two really good matchups for them on tape. We get to see how they went up against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we got to see how they went up against Houston Texans. The Houston Texans mirror a lot of things, and they went up against him with Deshaun Jackson. Not Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Watson. So they mirror a lot of things, so what we try to do offensively. So those are the two things that we're going to go over and try to, you know, actually a perfect game plan to go against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Uh, hands up, everybody listening to this podcast, if you projected the NFC Championship game to be a matchup between Nick Foles and Case Keenum. All your line
1: Nobody put their up. <laughs> Maybe two people. Nobody put their hand up. We got some people who's straight be good. Everybody that's listening to this podcast, I guarantee none of them, even know Nick Foles was still on the Eagles until uh, Carson Wentz went down a few weeks ago. <laughs> Case Keenum, they've These been facts. begging him to get off the field. Mm, they've been facts. begging for Sam Bradford to get out there. Yeah, Even Sam Bradford was on the sideline like, okay, yeah, he messed up now. I
0: can go. Coach is like, nah, we can let him ride. Look at Case Keenum do the end again. game. Well, okay, but let's let's look forward and let's project to this matchup with Philly and Minnesota, though. Um, Philly's offense was really Nick Foles Not running uh, RPOs all game and going his first read, and it was very safe, very calculated, very measured. I'm pulling for that. <laughs> I don't want that in my life. I don't want that. That's that's boring. I'm not rooting. I'm not rooting for the Eagles. I have no reason to be objective. I am all about Case Keenum getting to the Super Bowl. I ain't got no analysis for their game. I just need Case to go a damn win.
1: I, I don't really have analysis either. I'm just saying that I think the Eagles are better equipped to win this game. Why? Their defense. I respect their defense. The and you
0: don't respect the Vikings' defense? I mean... I, okay. The Vikings' defense is actually pretty great. No, it is pretty great, but the problem at the Vikings, they're too emotional... But don't you need that out of your defense? No, I don't know.
1: That's one thing I never like with a with a defensive unit. If your defensive unit is too emotional, any passer gets over their head, it becomes a confrontation between the two players on that side. It becomes an issue between the linebackers if they drop him back fast enough. That's the thing that always pigeonhole the Steelers' defense. It's the same thing that pigeonholed the Ravens' defense for a couple of seasons. And that's what pigeonholed the Denver Broncos'
0: defense throughout this year. It's too much emotion. But this isn't a game that you could really separate emotion from, though. Like, this is legit shaving years off of your life. It's super emotional.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, if you if you relax... I'm not going to say that. If I said it's going to be rude. No, go gonna... ahead. You if you relax your ass down, two to one you're gonna make a better a better play. Look at it throughout this game, who was the person that gave up two touchdowns over the head? Xavier Rhodes. How did he respond? He got upset and up halfway getting the concussion. It took him out of the play for a third touchdown. So basically he cost himself on
0: emotion nearly twenty one points. They played really well. Drew Brees is just a superior talent. They play at that same leveling as Nick Foles, and they're alright. They're all right. They'll be fine.
1: You just want not see Case Skin
0: Listen, all <laughs> I want is Super Bowl LII to be Super Bowl it and I need the world to have Case and Blake. Case like, and Blake. yes, this is my horrible no '80s shit. buddy cop show that I is going to be the Super Bowl I in 2018. Like all in I want is Case and Blake. Two
1: weeks between the championship weekend and oh, the Super Bowl weekend. Lit they could probably record that show the show is gonna name case and Blake. It's,
0: it's so lit it's so much better than anything we could have if we just see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again it's all we've been seeing I'm sick of that How's We all we've been seeing we know what's going to happen with that we already watched this dude win for half a decade they've won half a decade worth of Super Bowls I mean, one more ain't bad though I mean, shit why can't I get one more I want the unpredictability of Case and Blake. If, if the if the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Minnesota Vikings play in the Super Bowl, you have no idea what you're getting out of your quarterback how come, play. How come, None. How come,
1: how come y'all That's just can't exciting. sit back and accept the greatness of Tom Brady?
0: We we've accepted the greatness. I, so why he can't win another Super Bowl? He can. I disqualify him from the MVP race. He, no. I think he should be the MVP. He okay. can win another Super Bowl. I prefer if he didn't. Okay. I prefer to see Case and Blake.
1: Anyway,
0: You know for entertainment value you want to too because which game this weekend had the best finish? The I
1: was Vikings game was pretty good.
0: Today's football, Sunday's football, was the best football there has been this entire season. And NFL, if you want the best possible product to be when everyone is watching, you put your most entertaining players forward and right now your most entertaining players, Case Keenum, Blake Bortles. This has been the 10th Year Seniors Podcast. This has been The Read Option We'll be back next week when we dissect how Case and Blake are going to navigate the clubs in Minnesota for the Super Bowl.